Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TF2. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show celebrating Hideki Matsuyama's second green jacket, that I presume. literally a lie. Oh. We got motorcycles Cardi's. going by. <laughs> he was like, did someone say Hideki? My name is Greg Tapper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the home today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, who has definitely done her taxes five days before tax day. She's Ashley Pickle. Yeah, that is coming up quickly. Have I have not done them yet. No. Oh, no. It's, it's oh, time no. to get going on that. Man, you got... Okay, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, mm-hmm. but... I also know that you and I share a decent like financial profile in the sense that like you have a you have a, a full time job full time job but, but then, then you, you do also a lot of freelancing yeah I would start yeah yeah it always I always get to this week and then I hate my life for a full day and I get incredibly frustrated and I tell myself I'm never waiting that long again and then guess what here we are yeah I'm the Ned Flanders and you're the Homer Simpson correct uh, today is Monday April tenth. 2023, 227 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Marin Morris, Arlington Bowie's own. How about that? Marin Morris, episode 1569. Like <laughs> nice. On today's show, folks, we have some headlines from across state, including what could be a big move, big uh, shift in the way that recruiting happens across uh, the nation, plus some big, kind of shocking high school football news uh, from the coaching ranks. We'll get into that coming up here in just a moment. And back half of the show, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Lavernia Bears for Wilson Bears. County to talk with Coach Brad Mulder, who uh, helped spark one of the best turnarounds in Texas high school football among first-year coaches. Uh, really, not I don't have to qualify it that way. One of the best turnarounds in Texas high school football hard stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went from 2-9 and nine to 9-3 nine and three, uh, in his first year there with the Bears. So we will talk with Brad Mulder coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Zill0678. Yes. Ed McElroy and Aaron Arbuckle coming in with an all-caps yeet. That's a good way to start a Monday. Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, robot friends. No yeeting zone. Yes. All of the yeets. None of the yeets. All right, Ashley. Let's start 
the week of programming with some headlines from across the state. And, and let's talk first and foremost about a story you can find on TexasFootball.com from Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And so the, the NCAA is recommending a the D1 D1 football oversight committee not just the NCAA they're recommending a new comprehensive recruiting model for the sport they okay. want to go and clean up some things in the way the recruiting is done and they want to change some things um, they're scheduled to meet April 12th through 13th so this week and I'm not going to ask you to read through the entire proposal what i will ask you to do so basically they're going to modify the fbs and the fcs recruiting calendars Mm -hmm. um and what they're going to do is there's a few different things they want to do first and foremost is they want to uh adjust the first date to send recruiting materials electronic phone calls permit in-person off-campus contacts with high school juniors reduce off-campus uh recruiting activities and an fcs modify on-campus evaluations that's a lot of of mumbo jumbo Mm -hmm. so we asked greg powers our recruiting analyst who swims in this soup right who lives this whole thing he is the translator of the mumbo jumbo right i was like what are the takeaways what is actually being proposed here Mm -hmm. and he said that there's basically three big takeaways for this okay first of all and he said the biggest one is that the initial contact period for underclassmen will no longer be september 1st for the junior of the junior year but instead be june 15th of the sophomore year so what that means right now Mm -hmm. if you are uh, let's say that you are a star wide receiver at lano high school Mm -hmm. as you do and you are finishing up your sophomore year you just finished up an all-state sophomore year Mm -hmm. you cannot be contacted by an fbs program in any sort of official capacity until september until september 1st of the following junior season. season yeah until your junior season right until your junior year starts mm-hmm. what this is going to do is say no you can have the summer yep. june 15th is when i a recruiting guy from north texas mm-hmm. can come to you and say hey let me tell you all about north texas so right. that is a big shift there will be 23 fewer evaluation period days in September, October, and November. Now, the evaluation period is any off-campus activity designed to assess a student-athlete's academic qualifications or academic ability, including a visit to the student-athlete's educational uh, institution, so a school visit, right, during which no contact uh, occurs, or the observation of them participating in a practice. So when uh, G.J. Kinney from Texas State goes to Denton Braswell to watch a player, but he Mm -hmm. doesn't come in contact with them, that's in the evaluation period. He can show up at the practice and look and wave and say hi and stuff he just can't but talk he can't to say here's right. here's exactly. what texas state has to offer right that's the evaluation period they're going to uh, diminish that which to, to go back to the first thing i guess yes. if you're allowing them to start talking to them earlier yes then that would reduce the amount of time you would needed for the Correct. evaluation yes. period they're okay. moving things around the other thing is that they're going to have recruit 28 fewer recruiting person days uh which means uh that that so the spring evaluation period they're going to reduce what the spring evaluation period looks like a lot of this is that they're going to move a lot of the a lot of the action mm-hmm 
they're going to say, hey, we're going to give you the summer of their after their sophomore year, the summer before their junior year. But as a result, we're going to be taking some things away. We're going to shift the calendar a little bit. When we have Greg Powers on on Wednesday to talk uh, this week in recruiting, I'm going to ask him about this and just say, put this into plain English for us. But essentially, there could be some shifting coming along as the way that recruiting happens for Texas high school football athletes, for athletes across the nation. Yeah, I'm interested to hear, like, obviously, it's easy to see how, okay, you elongate this, so you shorten up this. Like, that stuff's easy to see. But I'm more interested to hear from Powers, like, what is the actual goal of yeah. this? Like, what is the thing? thinking behind okay if we give them more time at this period it'll shorten this like how does that help as a whole or is it just moving i think i have an days? idea but i want to save it so, for Wednesday yeah. because i want to i'm interested I wanna, to I hear that test him on that and see what he thinks okay so we will get into that with with powers on wednesday there's a good little tease uh, let's go to Commerce, Texas, to A&M Commerce. And this is not directly in uh, football, but it is football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is football-y. Uh, you may remember our friend Tim McMurray, mm-hmm. uh, the former athletic director of A&M Commerce. Uh, he recently uh, retired. Retired? Resigned? Um, he's working with another like sports-adjacent company, yeah. but it's relax it's yeah. not taking care of an entire athletic I department think right. i think yeah uh he stepped away from his position uh there as uh at, at as the uh, athletic director as the athletic director there at a&m commerce um he announces he will be departing uh, he departed last june they have made a hire jim curry is going to be the new athletic director at a&m commerce he is uh, on the exact he's coming from florida state where he was their uh, associate athletics director uh he oversaw uh football women's basketball women's soccer and men's and women's tennis so he is a um you know he was yes he like you work at athletic departments Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean this in a nice way everyone's an associate athletic director correct there's just a million of them yes but if you're talking about a guy who as far as being in the Mm nitty-gritty if you're in charge of football women's basketball women's soccer and the tennis programs you have got your hands full yes especially on the football side there at Florida State this is a guy who he's coming in with a pretty heavy resume Mm -hmm. he's going to be involved uh, for uh, specifically with if you're interested TexasBasketball.com has more about this Uh, A&M Commerce is looking for a women's basketball coach Mm -hmm. after Jason Burton left to go to North Texas well and we talked about this a little bit on WTF Mallory and I did but the fact that someone coming in who has had that level of experience for that long at a very notable D1 program, that'll help because they're still in that transition period over into D1 kind of. That that experience is well, invaluable. And I'll throw one other thing out there. Mm-hmm. If you look, take a look at, at, at uh, Jim Curry's resume. He was apparently, reportedly, you know, I'm reading, like deeply involved and arguably the tip of the spear when it came to Florida State's NIL initiative. Yes. And their uh, their comprehensive NIL program. So if you are talking about a guy who is up to date on the way that athletic departments operate in the year of our Lord 2023, mm-hmm. Jim Curry is as up to speed as you can if he was running or at least heavily involved in the NIL operations mm-hmm. of a major, an ACC, you know, uh, organization. Right, which is why I like that they hired someone that technically has not been an athletic director yes. before because those guys tend to be a little bit more on the ground, like you said, with that kind yes. of stuff. So it made it for an easy transition over. So AM Commerce hasn't their new athletic director. Let's talk about the Lone Star Conference. It's been an off-season for the long This is wild. <laughs> so... So the Lone Star Conference, you may remember, 
they had a um, they had an agreement with the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, mm-hmm. where basically they are um, the Lone Star Conference and the GNAC kind of combined to play one another to essentially give them a full conference and to allow them to have uh, a, you know basically be eligible for the D two playoffs, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of the whole goal of it is we need to have enough teams to make us eligible for the D2 playoffs. So they came up with the schedule. They announced their schedule. Everything's fine. They've, they've settled things after kind of uh, things have gone a little cattywampus. Right. Then we go to Lone Star Conference Pardons, Media Days yeah. and everything seems like it's yeah. pretty set in stone. Exactly. So then, and you may remember one of the strange things, and we marveled at this at the time, was that when they partnered with the GNAC, we said, oh, by the way, they've got a team in Canada, mm-hmm. Simon Fraser, Simon Fraser, uh, up there in uh, outside of Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, kind of right across the border of Washington and Canada. Uh, they, played, uh, they played college football, and they were in the GNAC. So uh, you will have to imagine everyone's surprise when uh, last week... Simon Fraser discontinued their football program. Crazy. They basically said that. Um, so part of it is that the um, they were not invited to join the Lone Star Conference after 2023, for for the beginning of 2024. And so as a result, it sounds like, and hearing from what their their president said, they said that's uncertainty. We already like are kind of holding this thing together yeah. with bubble gum and, and, rubber, and rubber bands. So we're going to discontinue the program right now. And so as a result, now there are holes in everyone's schedule. Yeah. So the Lone Star Conference is in major scramble mode at the moment. And so, uh, yeah, a lot to get into. Do they the have any wiggle room of, do they have to have one more team to be able to make it into the so that I do not like playoff eligibility? I need to ask Corey Hogue about I, that. Yeah, I don't know if there's any wiggle room there. Um, that I do not know, but that is a uh, that is a major, major uh, uh, you know, story there in the Division Two ranks as Simon Fraser has discontinued football, which has, uh, believe it or not, uh, major implications for teams like uh, Harden Simmons. <laughs> which is just strange. These darn Canadians. Some high school football news. Um, the uh, Here's a shocking headline for you that we have on TexasFootball.com. 6A head coach leaves to take 3A job. Uh-huh. Uh, our friend Marcus Scholes. Marcus mm-hmm. Scholes, who has been at Umble uh, before then he was at Splendora. He has uh, has taken the job at Ponder. You may remember Ponder became open when Kyle Cooper left to go to LaGrange. Um, Marcus Scholes is the new head coach at Ponder. That is going from a 6A program to a 3A program, which is shocking on its on its, uh, on its its head. As we always say, got to look into the weeds. You got to figure mm-hmm. out dude, for this. It's never just just like, oh, I don't like this 6A program. I want to go to a 3A program. Yep. Um, he's from a, Sanger. A, he's a Sanger guy. He's from kind of the the, uh, the North Texas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at Austin College. Uh, there he was a D th- he was D3 All-American defensive back. Let's you will appreciate go. me saying that. Um, <laughs> and then he, he his first his first coaching job was at Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is familiar with, with that part of the world. Um, and yeah, so it is going to be, it's very interesting to see that the headline is shocking, but when you read into it more, and Ponder's a good job. Ponder, oh, yeah. we just did a whole segment about everyone that they've got coming back on mm-hmm. their on the receiving or on the receiving world um they are going to um they're going to be very very it's an interesting uh, move like 
as a snapshot headline. Yep. But when you dig into it, you're like, okay, this does it make a little sense. bit of sense. It's yep. coming home. I was just going to say, every single comment I saw on any post about it was, welcome home, coach. Exactly like right. they're, it, They home. are embracing him yes. like no other, which but, is not surprising. But he's, uh, you know, he's he's done um, done great work. He was at Splendora. He really kind of made his name, I think, at Splendora when he took them to that 10-2 and two year, which was their first 10-win season years. ever. Oh, yeah. um, fifth district title, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. Marcus Schell's new head coach there at Ponder. Austin LBJ has made a hire they've promoted joe rawls you may remember that this job has actually been open since late january mm-hmm. uh jamal fenner left to go become the director of high school relations at ut uh as a result after a tremendous run where he took them to a state championship game mm-hmm. um this is so they promoted their defensive coordinator uh, uh joe rawls joe rawls is a waco guy is a la vega guy actually just like uh dave campbell uh he's been their defensive coordinator for the last two seasons uh he was uh the defensive coordinator austin travis before then um the only thing that was interesting not the only thing that was interesting one of the things that was interesting was that that job was open for so long it was open job was for, open for so long time. i think they made the right move at this point to promote from somebody from within uh joe rawls the defense coordinator the new head coach there at austin lbj congratulations to him new caney you may remember new caney is open after travis reeve left to go take over at el campo they have found their new head coach and it is a uh, familiar name at mm-hmm. least to uh to us <laughs> coppell cowboys former coppell coach mike dewitt is the new head coach there at new caney he's most recently at mckinney boyd where he was their linebackers coach and special teams coordinator but he's probably best known for the time he spent 13 of uh 13 years there at coppell he was uh head coach for eight years five and then five years as defensive coordinator under joe mcbride um has a couple of 10-win seasons under his belt mm-hmm. there. Um, so he's a guy who's, who's established a guy. there, a guy who knows what he's doing, um, and a defensive guy. Uh, so that is going to be something to keep an eye on there at New Caney, uh, what they're able to do. But he is a guy who uh, who knows his way around uh, the, the football world and the Texas high school football world. He's no stranger to the headset. And so Mike DeWitt is going to be the new head coach there at New Caney. Nacogdoches has made a hire. You remember Darren Allman uh, is, uh, took a different role within Nacogdoches ISD. They have made, I think, a, a perfect example of like a hire that makes me and Matt Step and like three other people go, ooh, that's mm-hmm. a really good hire. And everyone else is like, huh? Huh? Yep. Uh, Nacogdoches has hired Poteet head coach uh, Darby House. This is a good Not kid. Mesquite Poteet coach. Mm-hmm. Poteet, the Aggies actual, of Poteet. The actual high school. Uh, um, but this is a guy who I would uh, we categorize on TexasFootball.com as a rising star, and I think that that's the best way to do it. He was on the Dave Campbell's uh, Forty Under Forty uh, in in twenty twenty two. He was the last five years. Uh, he's been at Poteet. Back in when he he got his first head coaching job at the age of 27 when he was a head coach at Somerville there in the Bryan College Station area. Um, he was an assistant at, uh, at Beville Jones and Somerville. Uh, but this was a guy who uh, gradually made a ton of progress there at, at Poteet and, and did fan, did fantastic work. They went 10-2 and in 2021, earned their first playoff victory since 1958, uh, did unbelievable work there at Poteet. This is a really super savvy. This is one of those hip hipster hires mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, that's a really like good hire it. from Nacogdoches. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. Nacogdoches made a hire. Poteet is now open as Darby House is going to be the next head coach of the Dragons of Nacogdoches. Finally, 
Uh, we, we talked about Taylor. The Taylor Ducks have been looking for a head coach uh, after Brandon Houston took a new role within Taylor ISD uh, after being the head coach for two years. They have promoted their defense coordinator, Irvin Flowers, to be their, their next head coach. Um, and he was on staff with Brandon Houston. They, of mm-hmm. course, went 0-20. Uh, he took over a program that was 0-0 for their last 20 uh, and, and led them to uh, the playoffs. He is a guy who is from Temple, mm-hmm. and then he went on to play at Kentucky, uh, where he was a team captain for them and a three-year starter. Uh, he, but he he came back to uh, to Texas. He bounced around a little bit in the Central Texas area. Uh, now he's going to be the next head coach there at uh, at Taylor. So congratulations to him, Irvin Flowers, the next head coach there at Taylor. That is good. I was going to say I really like this one too because we talk about at this point in the year a ton of. If a head coach is to leave, the likelihood of someone getting promoted is really high. But I like this one because Brandon Houston really turned around that Taylor Ducks program. And so this is a guy that has been there every step of the way seeing, oh, here's what started working. Let's just continue doing that. I think it was a great hire. That's exactly right. The the, the trajectory of the program is pointed very clearly Clearly, in the right way. Of what started working. (laughs) Yeah, so don't tear it down at that point. It makes a lot of sense. So Irvin Flowers, the new head coach there at Taylor. That's all the news that's fit to print. Go to TexasFootball.com for more. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now, let's pay some bills. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 8 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The 83rd KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, the most historic and prestigious event in senior golf, kicks off an unprecedented run of major championships coming to PGA Frisco over the next 11 years. From May 24th to May 28th, join us as the best golfers over the age of 50 compete to have their name etched on the Alfred S. Bourne Trophy. Past senior PGA champions have included true legends of the game like Sarazen, Sneed, Palmer, Nicholas, Player, and Watson. A limited number of hospitality, pro-am, and ticket opportunities remain available for you to be a part of the first major championship at PGA Frisco. And keep in mind, corporate clients and ticket purchasers at this May's KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship will receive priority access to offerings at future major championships held at PGA Frisco, including the 2025 KPMG Women's PGA Championship and the 2027 PGA Championship. Visit srpga.com for more information. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. 
Let's go down to Wilson County, down there, beautiful outside San Antonio, talk with the head coach of the Lavernia Bears. We're joined by Coach Brad Mulder. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are things in beautiful Lavernia, Texas? They are awesome. Getting better every day. I, I have to imagine that there's, uh, they, even though, uh, you know, there's not a ton of room for improvement considering what you guys were able to do last year. You're a guy who took over a Lavernia team, inherited a program that had gone 2-9 and nine in 2021, and all you did was uh, add seven wins to the total uh, there and go 9-3. and three. You're one of, I think, six coaches, first-year coaches to improve their team uh, by seven or more wins in their first, in their first season. Um, I, I, I'll just ask the dumb question. How'd you do that, coach? <laughs> Uh, it was, you know, honestly, it was about, I think, a change in culture um, overall. Um, I learned a long time ago from some of the best in the business, from D.W. Rutledge and, and Jim Rackley at Judson. That's kind of where I uh, cut my teeth, and that's the, the things I believe in is the things that they instituted way back when. But, um, you know, honestly, it was putting a good staff together um, and then inherited a really good group of kids. They were very young um, and they played very young in 2021. Um, but it was it really was a culture thing more than it was X's and O's and just a belief system that, um, you know, uh, in themselves and in each other. And uh, it was it was pretty amazing. It was hard to put into words to go. Uh, five and zero, especially one of the toughest districts in four A. Um, it, it was it was it was difficult, but at the same time, it kind of flew by so fast. You really couldn't sit back and enjoy it too much because the next week was always was always another battle. Uh, was there a time, or can you pinpoint when you started thinking that this, that something like this, that this turnaround could be that quick? I know coaches come in and and and, and they all set a set a timeline, and say I think we can build it this quickly. Uh, does does a, a moment or a time or, or a spring to mind when you thought, all right, the thing, th- this thing could be ahead of schedule and we could be really good, we could be district champion good real quick? I think it was. Um, we had some tough non-district games uh, opened up at, with Burnett in Burnett. Um, had to travel in week three to LaGrange to very talented LaGrange teams. And those were two losses in our non-district schedule that that really put us a lot of things in perspective. You know, at that time, you know, in 4A, when you can't do spring ball, there's still a, a big learning curve early in the year. But I think when we played um, – Week five down in Sinton against a really talented Sinton team. Um, I think we were down 20 points twice in that game. And we came out and played probably the per- worst first half that I've ever been a part of. But came out in the second half and all I challenged them, you know, and at halftime was just to start nipping away just a little bit. One drive at a time. Just start nipping away. And... Uh, they bought in and we came back and won that game 28 27 um and i think right then i remember sitting in the hallway outside of the gym and sitting uh sitting with our our offensive and defensive coordinator and just thinking and talking to them about this this, these guys got a chance to be really really special and then shoot after that it was a it was a whirlwind getting in the district but i think that was the moment that second half of that sitting game where i thought man we got a chance to be really daggum good 
Well, you guys were pretty daggum good. It's Brad Mulder, the head coach of the Lavernia Bears here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. So, Coach, you are now heading into year two, and all you got to do is just improve on that. So, no big deal. Just, you know, you guys got it. Um, yeah, it's difficult. But, it's going to be difficult, uh, but we're excited for the challenge. Do you have any, do you have a feel quite yet? I know it's it's still early, early days yet, but do you have a feel quite yet about how this year's team, this 2023 team, may be different from last year's team? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say right now. I, we got a lot. We had we have a lot coming back. Um, we lost uh, some talented seniors, but we were still a very young team last year um, and, and got a lot of returners off that squad. I think um, I think there's a confidence level now that uh, that we built that we continue to build upon. Um, we, we just finished our boot camp. And I tell you, the 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 thing that we preached the most was, you know, you go out and do what we did last year and now you've got a bullseye on your chest and everybody's week, week in and week out is going to be looking to take you, take you down. And that's kind of what happens when you, when you have success. Um, so we just continue to challenge them. Um, I think the experience level, I think that, I mean, I think there's going to be a quiet, quiet confidence in us and that last year we were, I mean, they were still learning going into, you know, week 12. Um, but now having those, those 12 games under our belt and having a bunch of experienced guys come back, I think we'll be able to do a little more than we did, um, last year just because of the experience level of our team. Uh, one of those guys that you're going to have back on, on the offense is uh, it's a nice trick to bring back the reigning district offensive MVP uh, in, in Colton Schmidt, uh, your wide receiver who was an 1,100-yard receiver. He had 14 total touchdowns uh, last year. Um, this is a this is a guy who whose whose highlight tape is is awfully impressive. Uh, what what is it about Colton Schmid that that makes him so special that that makes him so dangerous? I mean, he is one of the most competitive kids that I've ever coached. Um, his competitive spirit is second to none. He is um, a quiet leader. Um, doesn't say a whole lot until he absolutely has to. He's really a a leader by his by example by his actions more than words um he, he, honestly he could start on the defensive side of the ball as well um and he's our punter and punt returner and kick returner he i mean if it was if it was up to him he would never leave the field and he's talented enough to do that um we try to do our best you know because we realize that the, the season is long and it's a grind and you got to make sure that you know you're peaking at the right time but but colton is a kid who's extremely smart um he's the first one to jump up and want to want to get into drills and to lead drills and to teach um he's becoming more vocal the longer that we're around each other but he is just that uh he's got that special charisma that that it factor that that you really want in all of your players um and he comes to work every day and he I think he has that mentality that he's that he's still not all that he should be that he's that he's not satisfied with where he's at so every day it's just he's pushing himself to become a little bit better um, and that makes our team better. Uh, speaking of, of I, I want to make sure we, we don't leave this before we leave the offense. Uh, you, you mentioned what a, what a smart player uh, the Colton is, and, and that, that obviously shows. But, uh, but you, you, you guys graduated a pretty smart player uh, yourself in, uh, 
it's it's not every day that that you've got a kid who uh, who's committed to Princeton there in, in Barrett Edelman who he had offers from all over places like Baylor you know uh, major college football he decided to go to Princeton the big offensive tackle uh, uh, for Tigers fans who are, who are listening what can you tell us about about the, the kind of player they're getting uh, Barrett Edelman is a, he is a truly special special individual extremely intelligent he's the kid that like every Saturday after we would watch video um, of our Friday night's game and then maybe a little bit of uh, of our opponent for the next week he was the one that you know while everybody else was leaving to go enjoy their Saturday afternoons he was on the chalkboard dry erase board with with our offensive coordinator trying to draw up plays he thinks would work <laughs> of course most of those involved him carrying the ball in one way shape or form but um, now he is he is an extremely intelligent kid he is hard worker he is one of the best offensive linemen that I, I mean I've coached offensive line for a long time I played offensive line in high school and college and I just uh, he, he is one of the best ones that I've had the, the pleasure of coaching um, he's extremely intelligent he's extremely hard working um, he's got some of the best feet uh, of an offensive lineman um, that I've coached he could have played D-line could have played multiple places um, and then, you know, he's one of those kids that is, is when his helmet's off, he's one of the nicest kids in the room. But once the helmet comes on, he, he really changes his mentality. And when he hits the field, um, um, he is a physical, big, strong kid uh, who I think's got a, a bright future ahead of him. Did you ever let him carry the ball? Mm. Um, we we had a few things in practice every once in a while. It never uh, it never, never got flourished. Uh. <laughs> never came to fruition in a game, but uh, we had a couple of wrinkles in there for him. Yeah. Um, the, on the other side, the defense was uh, such a huge improvement from for last year. Twenty twenty one, you guys. Uh, Lavernia gave up about 34 points a game last year, uh, right around 19 points a game. Uh, and it's hard not to notice what you were getting from your senior, what your soon to be senior safety, uh, Cash Cassis, um, who is an all district, an all district guy. Um, uh, how much, how much was Cash an important part of, of that defense? And, and, and what, what do you kind of foresee for the defense heading into 2023? Well, that was one of the, the, the big talks we had as a staff last spring was he was a corner um, in his freshman and sophomore years, but he was extremely smart kid. And so we wanted to put him in the middle of the field at safety where um, he could be more active. And he, you know, ended up leading our team in tackles. Um, we talked about it the other day, Somerset, you know, Somerset did some things to us in that week, uh, two of the playoffs that, that downhill toss play, but he was meeting things at the line of scrimmage from the safety position, um, all over the field, led our team in tackles and interceptions. He's, he's extremely smart. Uh, he is a, his football IQ is through the roof. Um, he was the guy in charge of getting everybody else in that secondary lined up. And he honestly is one of the better running backs that we have also. But again, it was one of those things we were trying to find that fine line between giving him the touches on offense that he needs, you know, at the same time keeping him healthy because we knew that he was he was the, the heartbeat of our defense for sure. Uh, and finally, Coach, um, you know, you're a, you mentioned you're from the uh, the DW Rutledge tree and, and you know, you're a Kerrville Tivy guy. You played football at, at Southwest Texas State. Uh, you're a, you're a, you're a big guy. I hope you don't mind me saying that. You're 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 a large fella. But uh, but I want to know uh, what the difference between uh, Coach uh, Coach Mulder and uh, Grandpa Brad is like. Uh, is is are, are those two just completely different people? 
I think, well, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of similarities. My, my grandson calls me Big Papa, so that's wow. kind of a, a fun deal for us. But, I mean, you know, Coach Rutledge and Coach Rackley taught me that if there's not a love factor um, and the kids don't genuinely know that you care for them and love them, that – that they're not that you don't they don't get the buy-in that you need. Well, I mean that's the same love that I have for my own kids. Um, I got to coach my oldest, uh, my stepson, my oldest uh, when he was playing at Judson, and then over at Clemens. So it was there. There are similarities, but there are some times where I got to take the coaching hat off a little bit and back up and just be grandpa. So that that is something that I'm still learning, but it's uh, it's definitely a fun journey. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's Brad Boulder. He's the head coach of the Lavernia Bears. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2022 season, and uh, best of luck moving forward. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There he goes. Brad Mulder, head coach of Lavernia Bears. Join us here, Texas football today. Uh, that's a, a really remarkable turnaround story. We, we yeah. did that segment a couple weeks ago about the the most, uh, like the, the best, just call it best, first-year coaches in Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. If you go from two wins to nine wins and an undefeated run through a district that in, includes uh, Pleasanton, that includes Beville Jones, mm-hmm. right? They, they went undefeated in district play, won a district championship. Uh, he even talked about their non-district schedule. Yeah. That was not light. That LaGrange nope. team especially was really good Absolutely. this year. Burn it to start off with. I mean... They ran through it. They ran yeah. through the gauntlet. Uh, and and now, uh, I think they're going to they're gonna have a target on their chest heading into 2023, but I think they will relish that there in Laverne and we appreciate Coach Brad Mulder hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, I want to point back to an interview that we had on WTF this past week. Um, if, what a shill. Well, it, well, it's because it might sound weird to hype this up, but uh, we had on Baylor Scott and White program director at, for their concussion program, Dr. Erin Reynolds. Um, she is the story of how she got to be there and how they basically just designed a position for her is really wild to hear about. Um, but she is just a really awesome doctor. And so you should go listen to that because there's a lot of times that you would think like, okay, here we go. We're talking about concussions again. We've heard the same interview over and over again, but we had her actually in studio and she's a really cool lady. So um, that's up on texasfootball.com. If you, if you'd like to hear a fun interview with Dr. Aaron Reynolds, what she's saying is subscribe to her podcast. Well, also that, I mean, you can do that, but just specifically listen to that interview. That's fine. It's cool. Okay. She's a cool lady. It is it is a good interview. <laughs> uh yeah, I think that's it. I think that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit every day with us. Follow us on Twitter. I was trying to think if we had anything else. It's a long weekend. You know what I mean? This is true. Uh follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Brad Mulder, the head coach of the Lavernia Bears for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. On Texas football today.